In this episode of the Business of E-Commerce, I talk with Roberta Perry about how to make customers fall in love with their business. This is the Business of E-Commerce, episode 63. Welcome to the Business of E-Commerce, the show that helps e-commerce retailers start, launch, and grow the e-commerce business. I'm your host, Charles Polesky, and I'm here today with Roberta Perry. Roberta is the founder of Scrubs Body, where in 2006, she started selling, started producing and selling natural skincare products out of her own kitchen. Using word of mouth marketing and amazing customer service, she has today grown her business year over year for the past 13 years. I wanted to bring Roberta on the show to talk a bit about how she's done that over the, over the life of her business. So, hey, Roberta, how are you doing? How are you? Happy to be here. Yeah, great to have you. It, uh, very interesting, this topic on customer service and just kind of the experience of customers. Um, not, not enough people kind of talk about this side of the business, I feel like. So it's great to hear kind of some things you've done. Um, and having a 13-year business, not a lot of folks can say that. So that in itself is uh, pretty awesome. Thank you. I remember that statistic when we first started. We were like, oh, are we going to make it past that five-year mark and you know things like that? Um, and I think customer service is probably the single biggest reason why. You know, um, I, I pin it down to there's a lot of other companies out there that make products similar to me. Uh, you know, I belong to a business group where, you know, I would vouch for their products almost as much as I would vouch for mine because we all sort of follow the same principles. So there is a reason that my customers are going to come back to Scrub and that's going to be the way they're treated here. So you guys make it's and just to um, kind of talk about what you guys do for a second. It's natural skincare products and you still make them. It's small batches I saw. So is it you produce them yourself still or how does that yep. done? Yep. Yep. We do um, small batch. Um, our number one product is our scrub. It's a, it's a sugar-based botanical oils. It's for your body and your face. So it's sales point is the fact that it is a, you know, face to feet, public parts and private parts. You pick the part, you know, we've come up with a lot of different ways to say that it's incredibly multitasking. So if it came down to having one product in the store, I'd be like, all right, I could deal with it, you know, and it would be that one. But, you know, doing to customer asking and, and what we think that, um, you know, to serve the need of our customers, we've got lotions and we've got eye bombs and lip bombs and lip scrubs and hand scrubs. And so we took our sort of base model. Um, I like to call it like a, a, a hub and spoke where the hub is, you know, all those great botanical oils and the basis of it. And then, you know, adding shea butter becomes the hand scrub. Adding shea butter and emu oil becomes the scrubs plus, and you know just the oils and the shea butter become the lotion. So it it evolved this business all based on the same principle of just these beautiful botanicals. And so because of that, we kind of love the control that we get by keeping it in house. So my ultimate goal is that as I keep expanding, I'll just add more hours into the production schedule. You know, I, I, you know, I don't care if I have people working here 24 seven, seven days a week, if that's what it takes. Um, I still will have it handmade in every batch because we're, you know, we're throwing a little love in there too. So you guys are bringing in the, you know, chemicals. I don't actually natural products, the actual, like the base. Yeah. I don't, I don't know the right word to call that the base. Well, bringing them in honestly, house. Think of it like cooking in a sense yeah. that a baker brings in their oils, you know, olive oil is in there and canola oil is in there and grapeseed oil is in there and, um, you know, aloe vera. So we're bringing in these beautiful base oils. And in fact, this morning was blending day. So we make barrels of the eight oil blend. Um, that's that's sort of our, our you know, our, our ingredients are on the label, but our secret is in the ratio. 
So we do that and then we've got barrels of the blend and then we take the barrels of the blend and then we whip it with the sugar or we whip it with the shea butter depending on the product that we're making. So, but it all comes down to these. So it's more like um, compounding uh, or cooking in a sense. You know, we almost, we're like a body care bakery, you know, because we're that natural. Our base is so natural that it's edible. That if you add a flavor oil to it, it genuinely becomes candy. Kind of cool. Okay, so so it really is like baking. So and it's yeah, it's one of those things you can tell everyone. Hey, here's what's in there, but they don't know the ratios. They don't know. Do you heat it? Do you mix it? Is it you know shake and stir it? They don't know how it's actually produced, but they know here are the ten components in each one of these products. Exactly. Okay, very cool. And then one of the other things actually that sounded very unique about what you guys are doing is you're both a blend of retail online and then you've also done some wholesale and and also some uh retail like distribution retail at some point or what is that what do you do now and what kind of have you done so we we really evolved when we first started um it was working out of my home and so we were had no intention of becoming a retailer and having a shop um so we started approaching uh, wholesale accounts and i set up an you know online very clunky online website um you know at the time i thought i knew what i was doing and when i look back now i just laugh but it was enough that it got us going so we did that for a while and then just exploding out of my house, um, you know, we started in the kitchen and we moved to a sort of little mini construction we did in my garage. Um, and we found this cute little space. It was about 800 square feet um, in a town not far from where I lived. And initially we were just going to use it to manufacture and fill orders. But when we had changed the labeling, which is, you know, sort of good manufacturing process to make sure it says where you manufactured from, et cetera. Um, people like, oh, that's pretty close to where I live. Don't mail it to me. Pick it up. And so this retail shop evolved, and all of a sudden, my late sister and I kind of looked at each other and said, we love our customers, and we like knowing them. And our entire business model for six shifted from serving this giant wholesale thing that um, we were in about 25 Whole Foods up and down the Northeast Coast, where I was driving from the tip of Connecticut to um, the tip of New Jersey, you know, and everywhere in between, standing there demoing our product, but selling it for wholesale, you know, for Whole Foods, you know, it was my product, but, and it, I said, it got very tiring because yes, I got to meet some of my customers. Obviously they became that way, but it wasn't that one-on-one. -on -one. How could I serve you? What, what needs do you have that I can meet? And we converted the store and then we moved to a larger space in that same town. And about a year and a half ago, we actually done a year and a half, uh, about a year and three months, we moved to a town called Farmingdale. Um, it's in New York on Long Island. And the town is very robust. It's very up and coming. There's, you know, all sorts of fun little cute restaurants. So we moved into this just amazing shopping town. I gave up all of the major wholesale until we had a few customers who said, I'm opening up a cute little boutique or my uh, esthetician has this little spa and I told her about you. And so all of a sudden from, you know, all wholesale, no retail to all retail, no wholesale, I've now picked up private label accounts, smaller wholesale accounts where I know that there's as much love. You know, it'll be a smaller place. It'll be um, a beauty care type of a place where they're using it in the back bar for treatments or, you know, a place that sells fine jewelry, um, you know, costume, but fine stuff and purses. And so it's just a high-end gift store. I know that that's gonna, it's not the Whole Foods. You know, I have nothing against the Whole Foods of the world or the products in there are beautiful, but that became too much of that hustle and bustle. And we wanted that privacy. We wanted that one-on-one. That -on -one. Um, that we got. Um, I love doing the private label as well. Yeah, I feel like the thing with the wholesale too is they, 
they're buying your product, but they're not really your customer, right? Like, you know, it's probably a good way of just getting exposure and generating I mean, some sales. And doing the demos was the perfect way to meet the customer one-on-one, -on -one, but it was at my expense. Yeah. So it was either me driving to that place, showing up for four hours, paying someone to do the demo, you know, selling through the product that they had and saying, okay, I hope that they'll reorder. You know, so it's, it's, it's an investment and it, it, it works. I mean, you, you grow, but it's, you have to determine, you know, there's only the same 24 hours in a day for everybody. Do I want to serve that one-on-one, -on -one, which it really became our more of a mission? Um, do I want to serve more of the corporate, you know, and, and we backed out of Whole Foods before Amazon came in. And, and so for us, that was a really, really, really good move. You know, I, I always say I'm, I'm, you know, I've, uh, I have a small town mentality. I love having a shop. I love people coming in and me knowing their life story and, you know, them knowing mine. And that's the aspect of customer service that we had started with is that, you know, if a customer has surgery, I'm, I'm emailing that customer. Oh, I heard, you know, you had an issue. I hope you're okay. I'm shift you a little cream for your scar when you're done. You know, I get back like, Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? And they'll tell 10 people you can't pay for that kind of advertising. Well, and the thing with that is it shortens that like, um, the feedback loop where you can do something and get immediate kind of, Hey, do you like the new smell of this product? Do you like the new look of this package? And you can really get like feedback, honest feedback very quickly in person, a direct like that, where you can start to really understand what the customers like. So you don't have to do some big thing, produce a ton of product and then realize like, maybe like this wasn't the best and let's kind of now I have to sell at a discount. You can do That's, some small yep. testing, right? Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. And it's, again, it's that customization. We, you know, recognizing that you need sometimes more than one stream of income. So, you know, it's the retail, it's the wholesale, it's the private label, all great. And the online goes obviously with that. But then my late sister had an idea of, well, we've got this space, let's do parties. And so we also do make your own scrub parties. So that has evolved into this incredible, with Girl Scout parties and kid parties and ladies nights and bachelorette parties. We're just even, we'll do it as a fundraiser. Oh, hi, you know, I'll say, okay, well, you bring the food and so I can cut the cost and, you know, you charge. And all of a sudden they're raising four dollars and $500 for their organization for a two-hour night at party. So it's another way that spreads the word. So if, you know, I have a party of 10 people maybe two people knew about it, really. One was the customer who had booked it, maybe one of her friends. It's now introducing it to potentially eight or 10 more people. And then if I could pick up 30% of those from every party, they become my next first best customer. You know, that's how I like to think of it, is that each customer is, is my first customer, my last customer, and my best customer. I feel like if you can think of it that way, you'll treat everyone the same way. Well, and then you're doing kind of groups. So you have one person bringing another nine. So you have 10 people. I'm guessing they probably sign up for some newsletter, some email. So you start being able to actually talk to them and bring them into kind of, hey, this is what we're doing and let's learn more about it. Let's see more product. And at that point too, they have this one-on-one -on -one relationship with you. So you're actually, you're not just a stranger blasting out some email newsletter that they've never heard of you. You're someone local in their community. They kind of realize who you are, has the address. Oh, they're down the street. And they yeah. actually engage with you at that point. Yes. And that for me is how I view, you know, I, I'm not the type of person that looks so far into the future. Um, you know, I'm thinking mostly today. However, you kind of have an idea of where do you want the business to go? What's the sort of six month plan of the next model? And, you know, so, but if I look far out, 
I, you know, said, and yet progress or who knows, whatever. The Amazons of the world, they're not going anywhere. I think it's the middle ones, you know, the Sears of the world, they are. But the small business, the me's of the world, that's mini, micro, mini, mini, mini businesses, you can't even call me a small business. Um, we're not going anywhere either because we're serving that one-on-one need. Hmm. So, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll click on Amazon if I need, you know, rubber gloves for the back room, just the same as anybody. It's so great. They're here. They're, you know, I get a big giant carton of them. I don't have to. But if I want, you know, olive oil, I'm going to a little store up the street. If I want a little sweater, I'm going to a little store up the street. You know, if I want someone to take care of me, I'm going to a little person. Yep. And so that's why I do see that that spread. But it's here. It's those bigger stores that have that giant, you know, um, still um, uh, inventory to maintain, but they can't afford the staffing to give that one-on-one experience. I think that, that to me, is the next five to ten years of commerce of where it's going to shift. So if anything, I implore the minis of the world, you know, the, all those micro me's of the world to keep treating your customers like they are your first, your last, and your best customer. And they'll stick around. Now, how do you translate that to the online business? Because, you know, I get it. Retail, when you're face-to-face, that's one thing. You can really talk and kind of engage people. But how do you bring that online when now um, you're in New York, right? So someone from California, they've never met you. They've never they just kind of found you online. How do you get that same kind of personal relationship and customer service there? Such a, such a great question. Um, I, obviously, it can't be exactly the same, but um, a few different ways. Number one. Um, a huge investment was um, getting, in fact, I could use a new one, but the older one has my late sister in it, so I, I've kept it there. We had a video that explained who we are, you know, so you can meet us right online. You can hear our conversation. There's another little one I did not that long ago, um, you know, that, that also my best friend who works here, too, you know, she's in there and, and how we work together. So you kind of meet us that way. It's in um, more and more copy has, you know, um, become storytelling, you know, and especially as I'm a cosmetic business. So I might know what a certain oil can do for you medicinally, but I'm not allowed to tell you that, you know, because I could get in trouble. I'm not an FDA approved, you know what I mean? So I'll, I'll say to my customers, do the research. I have a 30 day money back guarantee, do the research, you know, let, that's how I say it. So instead of saying, okay, well this cream could do X, Y, and Z for you. It's, Remember the best skin that you ever had in your life or when you touched your mother? Or, you know what I mean? So, so I'm trying to go for the storytelling aspect so they can feel where we're coming from. You know, so that's, that's in the content of the, the copy itself. It's in the look of the site. Does it evoke the same feeling that you feel when you walk into my shop? And there is a picture of my shop on there. Um, so the coloration, the quality of the photographs. Um, the language, those are really, really important um, and inviting. Having a 30-day money-back guarantee so someone can feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not taking a risk here. You know, I can get something, see if I love it, and, and still get my money back if not. So I think that's really, really important. Um, but then what we do is we have an unboxing experience. You know, um, when we first started, you know, obviously it's like, how can we save money? And I was picking up stacks of boxes from uh, the post office. And putting them in as, you know, plastic bags and just getting them out. We were like, just get them out. And then I read a story on unboxing. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, good experience. Because the same way that a customer comes here and you're handing them their little bag and it's got the stuff hanging out of it, 
you order something online, how nice that feels too. So we got new boxes. Then we, you know, now we got beautiful, um, you know, shred, you know, and, and I went more natural color. First we were going to do colors. I said, no, let's keep it natural. So everything is packed in that. There's always a handwritten note in every single box that leaves here every single time. Wow. Um, so that's also, you know, uh, check marks that they know that we saw the order. So it's it's that if for some reason, you know, during holiday season or we do this one day insane sale, um, something got missed. If they email, they're they're getting a response back within four hours. Um, they're uh, they'll say, you know, okay, let's say we sent the wrong scent. They'll say, oh, I'll send, I'll send it back. I'm like, no, 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 you keep that jar. We'll send you another one. You know, so it's 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 really just making sure that. Um, you want them to turn around and go, oh, my God, that was amazing, even if they weren't here in person. Yeah, so and I'm really thinking they've got total customer experience. Because even that, like, unbo the unboxing, I've talked to folks that kind of dig into even the numbers behind that. And it's not, the cost-wise, it's not that much more per box. Like, going from just, like, the standard ugly cardboard box to something actually, you know, that looks nice and that people don't just kind of rip and throw in the ground real quick. They actually... well, like, I don't even have um, a pre-printed box, which I know some companies do because that, you know, is a higher expense. And I have a few different size boxes to that. But I got stickers. So every single box has that handwritten note, a brochure, you know, and it's on a pretty postcard. You know, it's it looks, it's like something like this. But then I write the, the note on the back with the thing and it's got the sticker. So it's always branded. Okay, so then they get that. So you can stuff that in each box. They can see the site. Um, yep. Yep. Very nice. And then, so and you said also something we were talking earlier about redesigning the site and kind of how that's affected um, rates of usability. And you kind of had some numbers. Can you touch upon that a little bit too? Oh, I, I at one point my bounce rate, you know, I was um, always very much a self, you know, do-it-yourself kind of person. And I had... Uh, gotten set up by someone on WooCommerce, excuse me, on WordPress with a WooCommerce plugin. Um, and I liked it very much because you own the site that way. I know people who swear by Shopify. Um, and if you don't want to learn certain things, Shopify is a, is a great choice as well. And there's a few of them out there. Um, I had no problem with them, but I did like the fact that you can own your site on, on WordPress. So I had someone basically set up and I was just sort of playing with it myself. And then um, someone kind of taught me how to read my analytics a little bit better. And I was like, wow, I have a high bounce rate. That's not very great. Um, and so when I was in, I belonged to a few business groups. I was in one of the business groups and a query came up about, has anyone ever done a user experience, um, you know, a UX um, site survey map? What, um, what year was this? So this was just about a year and a half ago. Okay. Um, maybe if it's in, yeah, actually, many of it's just a year. So because the process took a while, we, we took it took a good six months, um, I would say, from start to finish, from first survey to actual um, implementation um, between the photographs that I switched out between um, the, they sent me, you know, what it might look like, how we tweaked it, all that kind of stuff. And once it's up and running, then you see also how the flow goes. But that was what was so cool. So if someone did like a free kind of sitemap thing and um they call uh, it's called hot jar, oh, and it's yeah. a yep. heat mapping where you could see where people look and you could see where, where the friction was. And I'm like, what? You know, I never knew that. And so the analytics that came back from that was really eye opening. Um, that when questions were being asked, even on surveys, could you find X, Y, or Z? And people couldn't find it because it was tucked away in some place that was, made total sense to me. 
but it made no sense to the customer. And so that's what the UX experience is. It's seeing it from the customer's point of view, from the, you know, because we all think, oh, it's so exciting. Oh, it's so pretty. And a lot of people have a hard time letting go. I was like, no, I need to see, you know, I need to let go completely because that's not my area of expertise. You know, I can make pretty things. I can make great skincare. I can, but I can't tell you exactly where you're going to look at the right time. If you, if I know where it is, I can't figure it out. And that was amazing. I used a company called uh, P-Type and just working with them, this woman, Deb, um, and this guy, Piermo, you know, it was so seamless. I would say something, I'd have a question, and they're based um, in Arizona, I believe, in Italy. And it was so amazing that I'd have a question, it would be answered. I, I would do something, they would send me this, okay. Um, they switched me from sort of a drop-down menu where it then flared out to this big, just giant menu. My bounce rate dropped 27 points. Oh, wow. It was a, yeah. So you could you did a noticeable kind of A-B test a where you had the... Noticeable. Yep. And that, and how long did that take from start to finish, kind of? Uh, well, again, from start to finish, from from the first survey to when you know, and I'm not saying everyone is going to be six months, but we sort of did this process, and I sort of had a timeline. Um, was was six months. Seeing the analytic change was two weeks. Oh wow! So yeah, you had enough data to because sometimes if you don't have enough people coming in, it's hard, or if the difference isn't enough, right? To see like a two percent lift, it's you know, it could just be a margin of error. But when you start seeing 20, it starts to get pretty obvious pretty quick. I mean, that's my pounce rate was, was pathetic. It was really high. And so to see it go down into then the single digits, you know, the single digits was like, what, what, you know, now it hovers between probably seven and 11, you know, which they say is very standard, very average. But again, I get bored. I get um, lazy sometimes. So now I'm going back into my website. I'm tweaking some of the copy. I'm making, you know, flipping out a few of the pictures, making sure everything has an alt tag, you know? So it's the, the website, um, if it becomes too static, you know, Google already found it. So it's constantly putting new content on there. You know, I need to blog more. So it's, it's making sure that there's fresh blogs on there. Um, and, and how that sort of mirrors into the words and the things you're writing about. Do they, is it, what's the right word? Um, trustworthy. You know, are you writing about things that, that you are the expert to? You know, and that and that blends in, you know, so these are all sort of ways to bring people um, to not only to your website, but to keep them there. Yeah, it's funny. I, uh, I used a blogging service one time. This is a little aside. And they generated content and everything. And when I actually got the content back, I was looking at it. It was so like low quality, so, so bad. It almost took away from the site and then kind of realized like this just this isn't the point. Like you need when you go out and you generate a blog or something like that, it needs to be people, something people actually want to read, something they're really giving value. It's not, you know, the point of blogging isn't to create content. It's to generate things people want and to add value into the world. Um, and if you're not doing that, it's better off just not doing it, it turns out. Because I realized, I got all this content back and I realized like, we're just not going to post any of this. And we just got rid of it, trashed it and said, okay, we don't need 10 articles. Let's just wait and do one and do it right and really make it so now we can push to the newsletter and people actually, and we feel at that point, you feel good about promoting it. You can send it to your audience of how many, you know, thousands or tens of thousands or even more people and start, you know, really saying like, this is something I stand behind and put my name on versus just creating content. Right. No, that's a great, you know, it's such a great point. And to me, that's where the whole thing always goes back to is, is trustworthiness. If, if people trust you, if they respect your opinion as the expert, 
they're going to come back to you time and time again. If you put out something new, they're going to trust you and they're going to try it because you have um, earned that trust. You know, that that's probably the single greatest thing that I can say about every product that I have here. And not only the, not just the ones that I make, but I, there's a few that I, I private label in a sense. Actually, I won't even private label. I give them my fragrance for five different scents. I've got a bath bomb maker. I've got a soap maker. I'll give a shout out. Lotion Bar Cafe, Allegna Soap. I have um, these sparkle stones. They're like a potpourri sparkle fly candle. They're amazing. I can stand behind them and sell them as easily as I can sell my own because they deliver on their promise every single time. You know, that that for me is is what it all boils down to. How are folks actually finding you initially? Like I get it when they come to the store, but just, you know, in read it on my site and the bounce rate, it helps, right? But how do they actually, are you... How are you attracting people to actually come to the site kind of um, at the beginning? Is this just That's SEO or is it something great else? Great question. Um, I, God, when I first started, I had no idea what SEO even was. So I just put it out there and I started on Facebook, I want to say in 2000. I'd say I started in six. Facebook probably 08 is when it just started having a little bit of a platform. Um, luckily, at the time, I had needed business insurance, so I met someone who has become one of my business mentors, and she said, even if you're not using them, any social platform that comes up, grab your name. I never would have thought about that. Perfect. Then I got it on Twitter, and then I got it on Instagram, and it was like, okay, well, how do I use this now? And I, I, I laugh when I think of when I first told people I was on Twitter, and they're like, What? Are you tweeting? What? What? Are you a bird? And I, and this particular person now uses it constantly. You know, it's just so she had said, grab those. Um, so it was continually being engaged. If someone asks a question, you answer the question. Putting out new content, putting putting content on that that uh, is relevant and makes sense. It's all about engagement. But one thing I found, um, and and it it's it's a, a little bit of a story, but it's sort of weird how pieces together is that. Um, I never could have started Scrubs Body without having had some failed businesses also. And I'm a big, big, big advocate of you have to fall in flat on your face at least a couple of times to have any kind of measure of success. And I had this failed business in um, Dallas, Texas, and a guy who wrote a book then called Free Publicity, Jeff Curley, his name is, he was a Fox News reporter, I think, in Texas. So working on the, the business I was in, I had the cost to meet him and I got a copy of his book. And I was fascinated by it because he said to me, you know, People pitch to reporters all the time, and then they don't show up again, and they don't thank them. And I just love the concept of the book of just treating a reporter or a journalist like a human being, not just like, oh, please, please, please write about me, you know. So when I started doing this for Scrubs Body, it was like, okay, you know, I need to get some press out there, and how can I approach this? And we had been lucky. We had been picked up a little bit. And so I Google in free publicity, and sure enough, I see that book, but what comes up but help a reporter out? And I'm like, what's that? And so I, you know, dive in, I sign up and basically help a reporter out is a service that, um, it was started by Peter Shankman as a Facebook page actually. And, um, he sold out to a big, uh, decision, I think owns it now, Avoca is one of them. But, um, anyway, so he sold it. Um, and it's now a service that sends emails weekly, actually daily, excuse me. Um, is it still, it's twice up, a day, right? It's your choice. I get them three times a day. Okay. And you can sign up for all of them, some of them, the generals, the travels, et cetera. Um, and the email comes in and it is journalists or bloggers or reporters or someone looking for pieces to their story, whether it's full paragraphs, quotes, et cetera. And 
if it's it's amazing. So so you answer the queries, and if you get picked up, it links back to your business. So I started using it, and I was you know kind of a little bit you know doing it, but not doing it as much as I should, and I didn't get picked up. And then I started doing a little bit better and doing a little bit better, and all of a sudden I started getting picked up. And to make a long story short, when you say doing a little better, actually, I wrote a book, Um, (laughs) meaning um, answering the queries, acknowledging um, how to write better. You know, started reading more about content. I took a content writing course. It was like, oh, well, yeah, what do I want to read? Like, all of a sudden, I started writing in the way that I believed people wanted to read it. Um, You know, a little bit snarky, but in, in a proper way, giving all my information, you know, recognizing that if I'm putting a teaser out there, they're going to say, you know, I don't want to, don't tease me. I need the information now. Um, and so I developed sort of the process of streamlining it. And so I spoke on this business cruise that I had done with my business group and a few people in the audience were like, Oh, that's a book. That's a book. That's a book. And so that's a book (laughs) called the power of free publicity using help a reporter out to build relationships and get press without a PR firm. And it's a phenomenal service. And and this is just sort of like a, you know, how do you make it easier? You know, book or not, it's the service is fabulous. And I really recommend everyone signing up for it. If you want people to find you, you know, it could be little mini, mini things and you have no idea what kind of reach most of them are evergreen. Um, and it's just continual links back to your business. Yeah. I've talked to a few people on here that have definitely got some traction using Harrow, uh, help reporter out. And it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's not that approachable too. It's one of, you start seeing these emails and they're very like, what exactly are you talking about? And they're a lot of them up all over the place. And you have to kind of, you really do have to have like a process, like you said, and sift through because I don't know how many come in per day, but it's enough where if you just, if you don't have a process, you just get overwhelmed. And and it's very easy to delete them. Yeah. Yes. And it's intimidating just because they're, you know, folks looking for a, a scientist that has, you know, some experience doing some sort of chemical testing. And you're like, I, I don't know what that is. Like, and so you need to be really kind of able to filter very quickly, parse through them and find X don't number a just, week. Right. Don't just answer the things that are specific. Like if I was just going to answer skincare, there'd be maybe one every, I don't know, you know, week, maybe two, but I'll look for small business answers. I'll look for family. I'll look for, you know, I worked from home for all those years and I was raising my kids too. Mompreneur, you know, small business entrepreneur, um, user experience, you know, what did you just change recently? Um, podcasts, you know, and things like that where, um, you have no idea that you are an expert in so many things. I've taken adventure vacations. I can speak to that. And no matter what you're speaking about, if they pick you up, what website are you linking back to? But the one you want them to, my business. So not only is it a link back, but it also fleshes you out as a human being and not just as the owner of a company. You know, what is that? Who is she? You know, how does she know about so much? Well, okay, well, maybe she did do all this cool research and went there and studied that or, or, you know, had these really experiences. So when she says, don't sweat the small stuff, it actually means something. You know, I mean, like, like stuff like that. Yeah, that's, um, that's a good tip of looking at it kind of through those lenses of not just like, I'm a skincare business. I need to find like your control effing looking for skin, um, <laughs> you know, and just try to find like something in there. Just you have to think each one. Am, am I this type of person? Can I do have any experience? any relevant experience because 
like a lot of people should just a lot of people also that are listening should just sign up and just look through them even if you're not going to answer them right away just start to get an idea of what we're talking about and kind of see the types of queries they put out there because they are broad and all over the place and like you said you probably fit into a lot more of these buckets than you realize that's why i get them all you know i could just get lifestyle and fitness you know but i get travel and i get the general query and i get the morning thing you know um and so what's really interesting is that and this is where I say it, it works if you work it. I say that all the time is that um, whatever it is during holiday season, I am so focused on, you know, just store, 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 retail, 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 you know, have that I don't take nearly as much time for that as I should. And so there could be from November to probably early January where I'm the one that's deleting them, every single one um, because I'm not taking the time to answer them. And obviously you're not being picked up when you don't answer them. Or I've had just other stretches where something was going on in my life and I wasn't specifically taking the time to do it. Well, I can tell you that the minute you sit down again to do it, it's just, it cracks me up every single time. And I'm like, oh, I really got good at this because I won't do it for weeks. Then I'll do, you know, I'll answer four or five of them and all of a sudden I'm getting an email. All right, we just used your quote and, you know, okay, well, thank you so much for your contribution. And so if you give them what they need, writing for the writer, but that's the point, but they're still attributing it to you. How much time are you spending on each one? Like, are you, is this, are you trying to write like pages worth or is this yeah. like a quote? Like, how, what are we talking here? Oh, no. And here's the secret. Okay. <laughs> this is sort of like, this is, you know, I'm giving you secrets of my book is I have my bio saved. So I, it's a copy and paste, super, super simple. I will scan them. It takes about five to 10 minutes, depending on how many come in in a day or in a, in a, in a pocket. Um, it takes about five to 10 minutes to scan. I will delete the ones that um, I don't, you know, there's nothing, you know, so if I scan it and there's nothing in it, I delete the whole email. If I scan it and there's two or three in there, I start the email. So I'll click on the link. I will take my copied and pasted bio I'll paste the bio into that link. I'll copy and paste the query into the subject header, knowing I have to change it, but just so it's a reminder, I tuck that aside. Then, so let's say out of an email, there might be two or three I'm responding to. Then I delete that email. So now I've got those other tucked aside. So I'll scan them. So that process takes 10 minutes. I have not written a word at this point. I've just organized. Then I will go back when I have 15 minutes and I will really go through them. Do I really want to answer this? Do I want to spend? This one looks like it might take more, and I'm not sure if it's a perfect fit. Delete. Okay, that's perfect. That's perfect. That's perfect. Now I look at the topics, and then I go back into the queries that I've answered over the past how many years, and I type in, you know, whatever. And now I've got the basis of my email because the answer is basically going to be the same. So what I do is I rewrite it based on the, the chunks I already have. I apply it. So I had one where I recently gave, um, I did something on uh, winter skincare. Then I had someone ask about winter skincare for older skin. Well, guess what? The tips are mostly the same, but I catered three of them to change it to older skin. Yep. I like that. Yeah. It's so how we, that was, so that whole thing was out the door in three minutes flat. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're really, you have, you have like the building blocks ready to go. Exactly. So if I spend anywhere from a half hour to an hour, it's a lot. Okay. So but that, to me, that's marketing. And you it, know, what else, what else am I doing? And it kind it's of sounds like if you're, and like it, um, if you're, if you start answering something, you've, 
very first time you're writing about, you have to really sit down and think about it from scratch. That's one thing, but same thing um, when you're running online ads. Is, is the first time you write that marketing copy, it's tough. It takes a long time. You need to sit down, you need to rework it, rework it, rework it. But when you take your you know, AdWords ads and move them to Facebook, you have that like building block and you can just start, okay, let's start here, here's a seed, and then let's go from here. And you're not just, you're not conceptualizing the thing from the beginning, you're, just, you're starting somewhere. And then, like you said, you can always riff off that and hey, let's customize that for this. I know. mean, it's our words anyway. I just, you know, but I'll always change it because yep. you never know if one was like, sometimes there's ones that are picked up and they never even tell you. So every few months I'll like, you know, do a search and see if I can find it if it was because they're on to the next story. Once they, you know, poached and pitched and done it, you know, they're already gone. So some of them are, are amazing and they'll be like, okay, great. You know, we used you. Thank you. But sometimes they don't. So you never want to put the exact same thing out there because it may have been picked up. And so I'll always always tweak it and make it personal to this person but it's so great to change one sentence or two sentences versus the entire guts of the thing gotcha you yeah. know again it's my words i'm not plagiarizing my um it's my own stuff you're allowed to plagiarize your own stuff if you want exactly it's, yeah that's that's not against the rules <laughs> yeah and some of them get picked up too and they actually go into printed books oddly so you can't even you can't even do a google search that. for that yeah okay right. so yeah yeah Awesome. Okay. I think that's a very good tip, actually. Um, I think people should, like you said, get on it no matter what and just check it out and start having those, you know, that process and those building blocks and really start to just like get into a rhythm. Because once you get that, it sounds like that's really the key of you open it up every day, you know, you're going to, you know, in the first half an hour, parse through it, maybe pick out a couple, maybe delete the whole thing and then put it on the side until this afternoon. You're going to sit down then and just say, I'm going to crank out two of these. Um, and at that point, if you're 20 minutes on each, you can get through them pretty quick at that point. Yes, that's right. That's exactly right. Awesome. All right. I think that's super helpful. Um, if folks want to kind of find more about you, kind of look up the book, where can they find you? And I, I know that you got all the names on uh, social media, so that'll be good. Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> so it's um, Scrubs Body across all socials. So it's Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook are the ones we use the most um for sure the, the top three um scrubsbody.com is uh if you're a local we are right on main street in farmingdale new york um 245 is the number um let's see uh, the book is like i said the power of free publicity you can find it at um powerofreepublicity.com or just amazon you know i sell it off there as well it's available in both regular and kindle um ask me questions, you know, whether it's bad, you know, uh, email, uh, Roberta at scrubsbody.com. I love having that opportunity to answer questions. I'm on Quora all the time. So I'm constantly answering questions there. I don't know if you know about Quora. Oh, yeah. that's, okay. That's an, and that's another great opportunity for people to, I guess this is what it boils down to. If you are the expert and, and to me, the expert means if you've got six months to a year ahead of the person who's starting, you're an expert to them. You know, not to the person of 12 years, and so, but it's sort of as stages. So if, if you are coming from a position of authority and knowledge because of your research and because of your experience, whether it's, it's you know, book smarts or, or street smarts, you know, answer questions. So my bio on Quora says the company that I, you know, the, my, my business, why, why, why I'm an expert. And so any question that comes in, 
on customer service, on skincare. And it's like this one requested your answer. I can then post those to Twitter. So I'm getting double, you know, thing. But I feel like, wow, this person really knows what she's talking about. Let me go check out her company. I couldn't even begin to tell you. I don't know. Unless they wrote, I found you on Quora. I could have 10 customers from Quora. I could have 100. It's awesome. But the more you give of yourself, your knowledge, your expertise, um, you get it back tenfold. Awesome. I think that's a a good place to leave right there. So thank you. Appreciate that. Um, Yeah, definitely. It was great chatting with you too. Um, People want to check out the book. I will make sure we link to all those in the show notes. So, And, And seriously, tell people they can email me with questions. Okay. It's we'll always my genuine pleasure, to, you know, or if they find me on Facebook and ask me a question, you know, every single one will get answered. I like when people leave a direct email too. That's a, uh, not enough people do that. So <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks for coming on. You got it. My pleasure.